Do you know what it will entice you to clean? If your house smells like a beach afterward and it doesn't smell like, you know, cleaning products. Well, enter Clorox. They can transform your space into a tropical getaway by upgrading your cleaning routine with coconut scented Clorox Sentiva. It smells like coconut. It cleans like Clorox and it feels like inspiration. With a refreshing scent that will leave your home clean and fresh, elevating any room into an oasis. Now you can express your style and get shiny clean, get Clorox Sentiva at a nearby retail store, also available in grapefruit or lavender scents. Hey guys, this is Paris Hilton. Trapped in Treatment is back, and this season we're taking on WASP, the worldwide association of specialty programs and schools. They held us in dog cages. They starved us. They beat us. He was trying to brand us. We were going to become the McDonald's of kid treatment. Join my host as they unravel the story of the largest and most shocking organization in the history of the troubled teen industry. Listen to season two of Trapped in Treatment on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. It's like the police knew who he was before they got here. From iHeart Podcasts. The medical school dean at USC was leading a secret double life. He's breathing right now? Yes, he's absolutely breathing. I'm a doctor, actually. A story about money, power, and corruption. When people fall in line, they fall in line. Looking back, I realized, oh, everyone knew. I'm Paul Pringle, an investigative reporter for the LA Times. Listen to Fallen Angels, a story of California corruption, on the iHeart Radio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Across Generations, where the voices of Black women unite. I'm your host, Tiffany Cross. Tiffany Cross. Join me and be a part of sisterhood, friendship, wisdom, and laughter. We gather a seasoned elder, myself as the middle generation, and a vibrant young soul for engaging intergenerational conversations, prepare to engage or hear perspectives that literally no one else has had. Listen to Across Generations podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Something that makes me crazy is when people say, well, I had this career before, but it was a waste. And that's where the perspective shift comes, that it's not a waste that everything you've done has built you to where you are now. This is She Pivots, the podcast where we explore the inspiring pivots women have made and dig deeper into the personal reasons behind them. Join me, Emily Tish sussman every Wednesday on She Pivots. Listen to She Pivots on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is Ben and Ashley I, Almost Famous, In-Depth. Blake, thanks for joining this In-Depth episode on the Almost Famous podcast. We're pumped to have you. Thanks for having me. It's been a little bit since I've done something like this, so. Yeah, hopefully you're nervous. Are you, uh, you know what? You know what? Weirdly, I was. I was sitting here. I was drinking a coffee. I'm like, it's, it's got to be the coffee because I shouldn't be nervous for something like this. Yeah, I. Uh, it happens to me. Um, I don't know what it is, but if I go a bit without, uh, you know, having a camera around, which I do, I go a long part yeah. of my life now with no cameras around. Most yeah, of my yeah, 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 yeah. Um, I get nervous. It's weird how you can just step away for a bit and then you get back into it. You even have an interview to talk about your life and things feel odd or off. And it should just come off natural. It's just like you're like waiting for something you might not know how to. It's just like a. I think it's natural, right? To yeah, it's got to be. Whenever there's a camera or a microphone, it, 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 a little unsettling sometimes. It's not natural. Well, how are you doing? How are you holding up? Uh, what's going on in your life? Uh, 
you know what? I'd say I'm good only because it's been time, right? Like time heals a lot of things and time just allowed you to kind of reflect and just move past the kind of the mayhem that's kind of happened over the last little bit. And things are really good now, you know, I'm just focusing on myself, which I needed and, and things are good. Yeah. So let's dig into the good a little bit. We're going to talk about obviously um, some of the, the harder times uh, recently in your life. Sure. Um, let's talk about some of the good. When you say you're good, is there some things that you've had to uh, step away from or refocus on to get back to a place where you're feeling good? Yeah, uh, I would say one. I think the, the main thing was because I've been so wrapped up in, you know, trying to find a person over the last year and a half is, is completely blanking out women, <laughs> to be honest, uh, just because that's the one thing that's kind of toyed with my mind over the last little bit. So just taking a step back, um, you say focusing on me, but focusing on things that make me happy, which is uh, wildlife, the outdoors, and just family, obviously. But uh, I'm just following my passion, really diving into that. And it's really playing out nicely and that's where I'm finding the most happiness. So I'm going to continue to follow that trail until mm -hmm. it leads me elsewhere. Yeah. You know, I have a lot that we could probably relate on and uh, go back and forth on when it comes to our experiences on the show and kind of yeah. the good and the bad and the difficult afterwards and that, that healing process of yeah, trying to get back to a, uh, a level place, a place that, you know, you're not always hurt. You're not as angry. Um, and you can get passionate about something again. That, that it takes time. It felt like for me, the only thing that healed it was just time and getting used to the new normal. And I think too, part of it is control. I think you lose some control coming off. It's a whole new experience coming off it and you, you don't know how to manage it. And so you feel like you don't know what you're doing in a way. And so now I'm just kind of gaining back some control in my life and making my decisions and just falling into what makes me calm again. Yeah. Well, let's, let's start at the beginning then. And, uh, and we'll catch up with where you're at currently. Uh, here sure. uh, obviously, uh, you were seen on the bachelorette. Um, what made you want to go on the show in the first place? Uh, full on. It was a combination of a, not even a, I would say it was, it was a dare in a way like, you're a very out there guy. You always do new experiences, new adventures. The only guy that's not single or that is single. Why don't you go try one of these dating shows? You know, well, you're still single. So I went on. Well, I, I, I applied first. And then when I, I got the first call, I was Canadian. I didn't think I was going to get on this U.S. show. Then when I like I had my first interview, I had a good feeling I was going to get on. And then I started taking it seriously. And then I started blanking out girls in my life. And I was like, I'm going to take this seriously. It's going to be I potentially Claire or two others. And so I just dove in. And then when you got there, well, I would say three months before when I found I was going to be Claire, then I started like really diving in mm -hmm. and being like, Hey, how can I learn everything about her? That's where I made the mistake of building her up to be like, this is the one. Yeah. That's the mistake I, I continue to make. And that's why I'm done now building up someone based on what I think they are on, on Instagram or before I even meet them. And that's where a new approach, we can talk about that later as to how I'm going to go about meeting girls down the line. We can talk about it now too. What like what is your new approach? What you well, like? man, I just think that you know we have all these apps, we have Instagram, we have all these things where we can get so attracted to somebody because people spill their life through social media, mm -hmm. so you can get attached to that and thinking of you know somebody based on an app or social media or photos or video, and then it can come to real life and it's it's not organic. The vibe isn't there, the energy isn't there, and you like almost you set yourself up for failure because it's not organic. It's not like the old days where people met organically and it was like this nice, you know what I mean? Like the, I want, I want to try it like the old days. I want to meet you in person. I don't want to put an emphasis on what I think you are before I meet you. And so 
taking a step back from doing that going forward. Do you find like, um, you find any of that comes from maybe like a personal either uh, insecurity or uh, maybe even a personal like inflated ego. For, for me, it came from a place of insecurity. I would see people on social media or I'd see them in public. Yeah. And I would build them up and I would never feel like I could be good enough for them. I never felt like I could connect with them. And so I ended up just retreating and, and pushing away uh, and never actually allowing myself to get to know them as a human. So for you, where does that come from? Like, so you're saying, so you're asking me, why did I build them up on Instagram? Yeah. Like what? Yeah. Why uh, do you build these people up to a place where you're so into it already? Like you're so committed to it already that like, it ultimately is probably going to be a little disappointing once you finally get to be around them because nobody's as great as their social media. Nobody's as great as it, what they are on television. Well, I, well, that's the issue is like, and I'm realizing that that's the case. So, the, you know, I would just build them up based on what they're showing me. But then when I come to real life, like social media gives us a false indication of what people are. And I realized that. So it's not necessarily that I'm building up because I didn't think that I was going to be good enough for them you can lay out all your best cards on social media. And so mm -hmm. we see that. And so you're almost always going to be let down otherwise. And so I'm done with being scammed in a way, you know, mm -hmm. I, I think this is a bad, could be looked at in a bad way, but it's like, we are the best version of ourselves on Instagram and, and social media platforms. So I'm just taking a step back from that. Not so that I have like a, they're building them up. It's just like, that's what they show. So it's like, wow, all the boxes are checked here. Like, and then I get to real life and it's not necessarily the case. Hmm. Do you feel like that? I mean, obviously you go on this television show, it's, uh, I don't know, 12 weeks of filming. Uh, yeah. It's a condensed environment. There's a lot of really fantastic dates. You have no distractions. Um, nobody's pulling at you to do anything. Hmm. Do you feel like being on the show was, uh, had a similar feeling for you where, even, you know, yourself or the guys involved or for Katie and Claire, you were getting a false sense of what life looked like. Yeah. I mean, I, you know, the thing is though, I'm not specifically speaking to, you know, Claire, Tasha, Katie, like building, I, I built Claire up for sure, but the other two, not necessarily, but when I got there, yeah, I mean, you know, everything was perfect there. Everything was perfect there. And, you know, I think that's a combination of a, of, of things. I think we really did vibe and mesh really well when there's when I'm talking about Katie specifically. Um, but you know, we didn't have one thing hold us back really. I mean, aside from, you know, some of the Greg stuff that happened, our dates, every conversation we had, it was, it was up and up. We didn't have a little setback. So it just like, it was easy to fall in love. It was easy to get there. It was easy to feel like this was the most incredible thing ever. And then real life came and it was, um, yeah, I, I don't even want to explain how that feeling was of trying to reel it back in and make it like, no, but it was like this on the show, like where it's just a little mm -hmm. setback. But the more setbacks that came, it was very clear that this was going in a wrong direction and there's no way of trying to reel it back because we were in a honeymoon stage and we were not acting like it was a honeymoon stage. So there's something clearly wrong with that. That's how, yeah, that's how I would explain it too. You know, my experience was like, hey, mm -hmm um something was off especially now i'm married right and yeah i have a terrific wife and uh we have really hard times where she probably doesn't like me very much <laughs> um yeah but there's a difference to that like that's there's never a 
Um, there's never a doubt. There's never a question. So can you explain what it was like for you um, walking through that season? And then when can you come to the realization that, hey, this isn't my partner? And that's fine, but this isn't my partner. Yeah, I, it was very clear for both of us uh, when we when we spent the first uh, long chunk of time together. Um, and that was about a three week uh, period of time in New York and then in San Diego, which I have discussed before. And that was the first, um, you know, big chunk that I, we just we were realizing we we're compatible in a lot of different ways. And it, I was expecting I think we were both expecting to have a really amazing time and love San Diego. She had a new place and stuff. And it just from day to day, there was just tension that I don't really know how to explain it. We were just not delivering what, what each other needed during that time frame, And it was that three weeks that ultimately ended it. I didn't see her for a while after that because I did go to Kenya, you know, with a combination of those two things built up and it was just like, what are we, what are we doing? And we decided to pull the plug. Hmm. Well, I, I do want to take one step back here and, um, it's such an interesting, I mean, so many people can relate to that too, what you just said, right? You're dating somebody, things are great. And then you just have this moment of clarity and realization that maybe it's not as good as I thought it was going to be. And how much of the show then through, you know, Claire and Tasha's season and then your season on Katie's like prepped you for these moments? Uh, you know, one of the things that a lot of contestants get off and talk about is their ability to communicate. Uh, yeah. increases um how much prep for you as a person did you feel like you got through going on these seasons to be in a long-term relationship yeah i i would say it gave me prep but it also like in some ways i feel like it gave me setback for your confidence in your in your ego of thinking you know what you know you know what you're doing you know i think when you fail that many times in a row and you fail as big as is that it's a uh, brings you back to your life a little bit and you don't know as much and, you, and you're not as ready as you may have thought you were, which mm -hmm. kind of sucks because we're at a point in our life. Well, I am anyways, where like, I want to be, you know? Um, so in terms of setting me up, I think, you know, failures, no matter what, and no matter how big the failure is always going to give you growth in some capacity. Um, I continue to narrow down what I like more, which again, I think scares me in a way because I'm just in, am I making myself, my partner is, is am I going to be more picky because the more failures I'm like well I know what I don't want it. and now I'm going to like narrow it down narrow it down narrow it down am I being too picky is it now am I, am I putting it on me do I need to be more open I don't know which way to go you know and I hope that it just falls in my lap instead of chasing it the way I have been but uh, I'm kind of lost in that sense like and I that's why I'm trying to focus on myself the most because I don't have the answer Ben I don't have it <laughs> Yeah. You know? What keeps baby skin healthy? A diaper that doesn't leave skin wet. That's why Pampers Swaddlers absorbs wetness better versus the leading value brand and provides up to 100% leak-proof skin protection to help keep your baby's skin dry and healthy. We have been a Pampers family since the start with Dawson. It takes you a few months of experimentation to figure out what really works. And for us, Pampers really works. Pampers Swaddlers are dermatologists approved by the Skin Health Alliance. They're hypoallergenic and they're free of parabens and latex. All that's so important. 
Dry swaddlers with the new Pampers free and gentle wipes for healthy baby skin. For trusted protection, trust Pampers, the number one pediatrician recommended brand. Tired of not being able to get a hold of anyone when you have questions about using your credit card? With 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yes, you heard that right. You can talk to a human on the Discover customer service team anytime. So, the next time you have a question about your credit card, call 1-800-DISCOVER to get the service that you deserve. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. Hello, acclaimed comics writer and notorious Scott Summers hater, Rosie Knight. Well, hello, Emmy-winning podcaster and totally unbiased Targaryen royal supporter, Jason Concepcion. Rosie, somehow the X-Ray Vision podcast has returned. It feels so good. It does. And like always, we'll be here every week covering the wide world of TV, movies, comics, and geek culture. That's right. We'll be talking about Batman, heroes of that stature, and of course, we'll be inviting our friends in the industry to come geek out with us and share stories. We'll hear from TV writers, from actors, comics creators, pop culture critics, and more. Nothing is off the table, because geek culture is pop culture, and we can't wait to share our love of it all with you every single week. Listen to X-Ray Vision on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is Neil Strauss, host of the Tenderfoot TV true crime podcast, To Live and Die in L.A. I'm here to tell you about the new podcast I've been undercover investigating for the last year and a half. It's called To Die For. Here's a clip. All these girls were sent out into the world and they were told, try to meet important men, try to attach yourself to important men. The voice you're hearing is a Russian model agent telling me about spies sent out to seduce men with political power. The war in Ukraine is also being fought by all these girls that are all over important cities. For the first time, a military-trained seduction spy reveals how the Russian government turned sex and love into a deadly weapon. If you want to kill your target, it's easy. You just seduce him, take him somewhere, start having sex, and then he's very vulnerable, so you can kill him easily. To Die For is available now. Listen for free on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm preaching to somebody today who is waiting for God to give you your next step. And you don't know what it is yet. You need God to show you your next step. Because God, I can't stay where I am, like I am, where it is. This isn't going to work. I, I have to move on, but I don't know where. A lot of time you'll use it as an excuse. Well, I don't know how. I don't know where. I don't know what. God, if you show me. God, if you tell me. God, if, no, 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 no. You know enough right now. And if you needed to know more, he would show you. Hey, this is Stephen Furtick. I want to invite you to listen to my podcast, Elevation with Stephen Furtick. I am here to help you for the battles that you face in life, for the times when you feel discouraged, for the times that you need guidance from God. I want to give you the truth of what he says about you to help you rise to your full potential. Listen to Elevation with Stephen Furtick every Sunday and Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. 
Well, it's hard too, because as you were saying, part of the healing process for you is doing some of the things you love. Mm-hmm. And so by doing some of the things you love, are you now pushing aside so many of the other things out there and other people out there? You used a word that's interesting that I want to talk about. You said chasing. Yeah, I get it. It makes sense. Um, is the chasing aspect, you think, why you went on the two seasons? I mean, you got, I don't know if you call it heat or whatever, but people were like, yeah. you know, would love to talk about how you uh, went on a season. It didn't really work out fully um, for you. And so then you went on the next season and people said, hey, he's just out here to be on the show. But ultimately, why did you choose to do both seasons and both seasons so quickly? Well, originally, I was probably in the talks. Well, I was in the talks of going to Paradise. Okay. Then when Katie was announced as a bachelor, like that's who I was thinking about, you know, seeing my eye, my eye was on her potentially going to Paris. As soon as she was bachelorette, I was like, okay, well, I can take the easy route and like take the less heat and go meet a bunch of different people. But she was the one that was different to me. We had the same humor, kind of crude, a little vulgar, unapologetically ourselves. I felt like she was someone different that I haven't met before. The other girls, I I don't know. She just, it was going to be different. Now it was scary because I knew and I got heat. I got the heat that I knew I was going to get, but it was either go do her season, meet the girl that I wanted to meet in paradise that now I can't, or I let that go and go two months later to paradise. Regardless, it's a two month difference. Yes. I went on right away, but I'm just chasing the girl that I wanted to chase because I thought she was the best match for me. But I mean, it ended up being that way. And like, I was right in that way, but just not long-term where it made the most, where it means the most in real life. Would you, I mean, do you regret it? No, I don't because, and I, this is, and I explained this to somebody the other day when they asked me about it, because that's the most, that's the question I get the most, I think. And when I, when I weigh them all out, I remember how exciting and how happy I was in that moment, regardless of the outcome. Now I was so happy. It was a feeling like I've never had before and experiencing the feeling of like truly feeling like it was love and this was going to be it. Right. And I wouldn't take that back, even though it didn't work out, because I remember how great it was. You know what I mean? So like that feeling and that experience and like, every, like I can't and I don't like to have regrets. I like to not live life that way. So as much as I, yeah, in some way, like it's a proposal that went to this shit and it wasn't my person and I did it on that stage. And you, you kind of look like an idiot and all those things. I still remember what that was like with her. And I hope in some degree that you know, she doesn't regret it either because it was a really amazing experience with her. And that's the way I'm trying to look at it and be optimistic about it instead of being like, why the hell did I do that dumbest decision ever? I try not to look at things that way. Why does it, I mean, why does it matter to you if she regrets it or not? I mean, you said that you hope she doesn't regret it either. Why, why, does, why does that play a role in your thought process? Because I want her, I I think selfishly want to know that she was because I have, I have those doubts where of like, you know, potentially was I default all those things with Greg. Right. So I want to feel like this wasn't some dumb fake thing. I want her to be like, this was as real as, you know, those feelings where I had the same ones you had, you know, so it was on the same wavelength. I wasn't the same wavelength. You know, I don't want it to, if that makes sense. Like, it's like, I want it to feel as real on her end as it did for me. So I'm like, I hope that she was, and I, and I do, I really do believe that. I do. I do. I think 
yeah, it makes complete sense. It's yeah, so many people's reaction to a breakup is I just want to know that you cared too. Like yeah. that's all I need. So have you had a chance to get closure from it? Um, has there been any opportunity for you to get some of these questions answered? Uh, I mean, yes. Uh, I mean, we, we talked very cordially uh, after we announced engagement, the breakup, and we were really good with that. And then obviously all the other stuff happened. And since then we have not spoke, but um, she has reached out to me. I just have not been in a place yet to respond to it, especially at the time that it all kind of was unraveling. I didn't want to respond in a place of emotion and like right in the heat of things when I haven't had time to reflect. And there will be a time where I can respond to that and we will, but there's no point in doing it where I'm going to speak out of emotion and in a place like I need to let the time go where I can like step back. Cause I'm not, I'm not over that. She's happy. She's making this. She made the decision. Although, you know, I didn't like it. it. She made the best decision for her. Just like I would make the best decision for me. It didn't play out the way I wanted it to. And like, it could have probably been handled different, but I, I have no time for a grudge. Grudge takes so much energy. Why? Why do I want to have a negative energy for her? It's just, it's just a waste of time. And I do think, I do think she's a good person and it just like things played out not the great way, but I just don't have, I will get to that and I will respond to her and we will make up a hundred percent one day. It's just not yet when it still feels kind of fresh. Yeah. I, I mean, I don't want to make me promise you, you will get there. Right. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I remember the season where it felt like I was never going to get there and where like, you know, then you have jerks like me asking about your ex, you know, every couple of days. And, um, <laughs> you know, it's my job. Yeah, yeah. I get paid for this. Yeah. But, yeah. You know, yeah. I know. Um, for, sure. for sure. You do get there. Right. Uh, if somebody asked me about uh, the show today uh, and it's doesn't, it has no emotional toll on me. It takes right. no pain for me to talk about it. And, but I would have. Oh, it would have crushed me. It crushed me for a, you know, a year and a half. Man. It, it would have, it was a pain. There was so much yeah. inside of me that I wanted to talk about that I couldn't talk about. And that, you know, you know, I was the same as you. And I've said it like, there's an anger too. It's like, I don't want to say something here. I'm going to regret in five years. There's no reason for that. Um, and so it's a wise place to sit because regret will hopefully be limited, you know, five years from now when this isn't a pain in your life, but it hurts, man, it hurts. And then it hurts even worse. And, and I want, this is, you know, something I want to talk to you about is like, does it hurt to be talked about talking about it? Now? Um, you're, you know, it is fresh. It is new. She is dating somebody else that, that bandaid. I remember I called one of the producers from the show when I found out, you know, that Lauren had moved on on social media. And they're like, here's the good part. The bandaid's now been ripped off. Your work yeah, is completely yeah. exposed. There's only one way out of this. And that's now for you to heal because for a while that bandaid was sitting on there. So for you, that wound is, is, has been open for a bit. The band-aid's off. Um, does it hurt? <clears throat> yes. Yes. Um, I think just because I have, con- just because there's confusion, right? And I think as guys, like we want to know and have, have the answers, but I'm just, there's still confusion to it. That although I've, you know, had the explanations and the reasons given to me, there's still, I don't think there will be, I'm hurt, but it won't be fully healed until I maybe ask a couple questions, right? And, and just clarify a couple things. Until then, it'll it'll fester a little bit, but the majority of that pain is, is gone, and I can live happy day to day, and and I'm good. 
but there's always be a little piece that won't heal until I have that wrap up conversation with her eventually when that comes. And that just will take time to get there and it will come. I know it will, cause we're both mature. We are. And so it'll get there. It's just, it's just not yet. And I think I should be the one to determine that just because I was on the back end or the wrong end of it. And I'm just, it was, you know, if that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. It makes complete, it makes yeah. complete sense. It, we, we can relate in a lot of ways and I'll, I'll stop here, continue to bring it back, but I, you know, just guy to guy here and two people have been mm-hmm. on the show. Like there is a time I remember it. I was on a walk. Oh, yeah. But you remember it specifically. I remember it specifically. And I took this same walk every day for a year. And there was some day that I was walking and it just like, there was like a piece, a weight lifted from my shoulders and my chest. And I said, you know what? It's this, I'm not going to carry this with me anymore. I don't want to carry this with me. Actually, I'm good to not carry it with me. And at that moment, I've never said this publicly, but at that moment, uh, you know, we both apologized to each other. And that was it. That's the last time we've really had like a, a discourse. Like there's random stuff that we have to like, we had to say yeah, yeah. afterwards, but like, it's the last time we had a discourse and it, it felt good. Like we're done. Like, I'm sorry. And she said, she's sorry. And we moved on. And, and that's when I really felt like I could date again too. So I don't know when that's going to happen for you, but I, I, I do believe it will happen. I do. Yeah. I, I mean, I, I, in a, in a way I feel like it's, it's that conversation is sitting at the bottom of my uh, to-do list right now. I'm definitely not making a priority. It's mm-hmm. there. I know it's something that has to be done, you know? And, and so it lingers, you know, when you're like, I still have to do this. I, you know, this still has to happen at some point. I guess you could like scratch off and pretend it's something you don't have to do, but I know that it'll be better for both of us if we do. It definitely would be for me. So uh, yeah, it will come. Um, it's definitely not a priority, but it, it will be. And I, maybe I'll just have a, a day walking down the street like you and it'll just happen. Yeah. I mean, I, I didn't expect it. So <laughs> yeah. What keeps baby skin healthy? A diaper that doesn't leave skin wet. That's why Pampers Swaddlers absorbs wetness better versus the leading value brand and provides up to 100% leak-proof skin protection to help keep your baby's skin dry and healthy. We have been a Pampers family since the start with Dawson. It takes you a few months of experimentation to figure out what really works. And for us, Pampers really works. Pampers Swaddlers are dermatologists approved by the Skin Health Alliance. They're hypoallergenic and they're free of parabens and latex. All that, so important. Try Swaddlers with the new Pampers Free and Gentle Wipes for healthy baby skin for trusted protection, trust Pampers, the number one pediatrician recommended brand. Tired of not being able to get a hold of anyone when you have questions about using your credit card? With 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yes, you heard that right. You can talk to a human on the Discover customer service team anytime. So... The next time you have a question about your credit card, call 1-800-DISCOVER to get the service that you deserve. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. Claim comics writer and notorious Scott Summers hater Rosie Knight. Well, hello, Emmy-winning podcaster and totally unbiased Targaryen royal supporter Jason Concepcion. Rosie, somehow the X-Ray Vision podcast has returned. It feels so good. It does. 
And like always, we'll be here every week covering the wide world of TV, movies, comics, and geek culture. That's right. We'll be talking about Batman, heroes of that stature, and of course, we'll be inviting our friends in the industry to come geek out with us and share stories. We'll hear from TV writers, from actors, comics creators, pop culture critics, and more. Nothing is off the table because geek culture is pop culture, and we can't wait to share our love of it all with you every single week. Listen to X-Ray Vision on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is Neil Strauss, host of the Tenderfoot TV true crime podcast, To Live and Die in L.A. I'm here to tell you about the new podcast I've been undercover investigating for the last year and a half. It's called To Die For. Here's a clip. All these girls were sent out into the world and they were told, try to meet important men, try to attach yourself to important men. The voice you're hearing is a Russian model agent telling me about spies sent out to seduce men with political power. The war in Ukraine is also being fought by all these girls that are all over important cities. For the first time, a military-trained seduction spy reveals how the Russian government turned sex and love into a deadly weapon. If you want to kill your target, it's easy. You just seduce him, take him somewhere, start having sex, and then he's very vulnerable, so you can kill him easily. To Die For is available now. Listen for free on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm preaching to somebody today who is waiting for God to give you your next step. And you don't know what it is yet. You need God to show you your next step. Because God, I can't stay where I am, like I am, where it is. This isn't going to work. I I have to move on, but I don't know where. A lot of time you'll use it as an excuse. Well, I don't know how. I don't know where. I don't know what. God, if you show me. God, if you tell me. God, no, 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 no. You know enough right now. And if you needed to know more, he would show you. Hey, this is Stephen Furtick. I want to invite you to listen to my podcast, Elevation with Stephen Furtick. I am here to help you for the battles that you face in life, for the times when you feel discouraged, for the times that you need guidance from God. I want to give you the truth of what he says about you to help you rise to your full potential. Listen to Elevation with Stephen Furtick every Sunday and Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. You know, when um, when the news came out, Ashley, my uh, my my usual co-host, uh, who can't be with us right now because she's a mother of us. Yes, a, yes. Um, Congratulations, Ashley. It's a question that gets asked from breakups, and I'm, I told her I would ask you this, um, and we've been super intrigued, and our listeners seem to to really like to hear everybody's thoughts on this. How? But you're in the heart of it. How long is too long or too short to move into a relationship post a breakup um is there an appropriate time is there not like what are your thoughts around this that's a good question i would say you need to do whatever is best for you that makes you happy so we all have to be selfish. I think overall, like, like I will get over the fact that she made her decisions and moved on. So I will eventually get over that. She is happy. She made the decision to do that because it made her happy. Mm -hmm. 
All we want in life is to be happy. We can't think about everybody else as much as we want to, but you really got to think about yourself first. And yes, sometimes that's going to throw people to the wayside that you ultimately loved, cared about all those things. But when it comes down to it, she, it maybe could have been announced a little later, all those things, you know, in the ways that she did it. I, I don't know what that, I don't, I think, I don't, you can't put a number on it because every circumstance is so different. Every relationship is so different. The person, like, if it ended a little bit differently, there could be more of a, pardon my French, but like a screw you. And it's like, I don't care about, it depends where you're at with that person, what the discussion was. There's so many things I think that go into that. You can't put a solid number being like, hey, after three months, it's good for everybody to move. No, I think it's circumstantial. And I think you need to, you need just to be happy in whatever that decision is. Everyone else will get on with it as happiness rules all. So you have a unique situation where, you know, obviously this is so public. Yeah. And uh, so much a part of your story right now, more than most breakups. But the other side of this is that you have, it is so public. You have gone through a breakup and now you have people supporting you. Some people have to do this alone. Uh, they get mm-hmm. broken up with and they sit alone and they don't, nobody gets it. At least you have people that have an p- opinion, probably mostly positive, but some negative. Yep. Do you, for anybody listening who is uh, in the midst of or going through healing from a really hard breakup, do you mind sharing your experience uh, when you found out uh, what you did, who you reached out to, how you found support, how you felt? Um, so hopefully somebody listening, maybe that's alone in this can, can feel like, yeah, I, I, I get it too. Yeah. Are you, t- are you, are you talking in the example of somebody else that would be in the public eye or some, or just generically generic, just yeah, break us in general. Listen to this, that yeah. have, uh, you know, tabloids writing about their breakup. Yeah. 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 Um, I, you know, I would say find that thing that makes you happiest outside of your person, focus on that, whether it's, you know, the volunteer work or something that can take your distraction away. The people I rely on, obviously you go right to family first. And, you know, I want to be told straight everything that they feel about the whole situation. I don't want it to be sugarcoated. Um, and then I would say not to jump into, you know, talking to other people and like the whole rebound thing right away. Because it's just, again, putting like a bandaid on something you haven't healed through yet. I mean, I really just took time. I really dove into my wildlife uh, conservation stuff because it really made me the happiest. And, um, you know, in some degree, I think depending on how that how it ends, sometimes it can make it easier. The way that she did it uh, and moved on so quick, it was like, hey, well, we're not getting back together, especially based on the song that she played for me in her 12 days of breakup of never getting, never, never, ever getting back yeah. together. Yeah. Right. So, you know, yeah. I think, <laughs> yeah, so that, I think that, so that, that, that was tough. I, I you know, <laughs> for, yeah. for those in the sidelines, they probably thought, Oh crap, maybe got a giggle for those in it. Like you that probably heard, I would assume. Yeah. Yeah. It was, I definitely was uh, unexpected. Um, but yeah, I think depending on how it all ends too, right? Like it's so circumstantial. Do you take the time? You focus on the things that make you happiest and you just always got to remember, like you think back of old relationships. I remember the first relationship I had where I was like high school sweetheart, thought I was loved. I remember I was in a hard depression for like a, m- a month. I moved away. Like I was nuts. And I thought I was never going to find someone better than her. And I thought it was all over. But the relationships I've had after that, 
we're so much better. Things always, mm-hmm. yo, know, get better. You grow from it. You know, you're, they always get better. So although you feel like you lost the world in a sense, yeah, she probably wasn't the world if she's not with you. And you're going to find something probably better. And that's what I find with all like depression situations, all those things. Like all those times you're freaked out, overthought about all these things. How did it actually end up? Was it really as bad as you thought? Did you find like everything will work itself out in the time? It doesn't feel like it, but you got to look back on your own life experience and think about how you've moved through things and where you are, where, why, and why. It's a, it's a really wise word, man. I mean, it is, I'm sitting here thinking, I'm like, geez, look at, you know, look at the story of the people I know. My buddy goes through a divorce. He marries a wonderful woman three years later uh, that he loves and is loves him. And, you know, for me, I go through a public breakup and I feel like I've lost everything. And then I meet my wife and I'm like, I can't imagine my life without her. Like, I can't imagine it, it does. And it's such a good lesson for those who are in the midst of something so hard is to know that yes, right now it feels like the world is falling down around you and that there's the biggest weight and cloud over everything that you do, but it continue, like keep taking those steps forward because it will get better. And we have to remember that because it sometimes doesn't feel that way. Exactly. But I know what the thing is, people always look to other people to be like, you know, they got over this. How did they do that? But look at your own life. There's a lot of things that you're probably overlooking that you've done in your life that you've you know, stepped up for, overcome all these things that you're not thinking about that have like, this is just another one of those things. So move past it because you'll look back on this and be like, oh my God, why was I so, yes, some of them are going to be more challenging than the others, but there's a reason where you are. And so look back on your own experiences because there's probably a lot in your life that you went through that you're not really taking the time to appreciate respect for yourself so well to close up here with you i really appreciate your time and your honesty i think it's gonna relate to many out there and and your story is uh yes it wasn't the public eye but if we can take that element away it's um incredibly relatable to so Mm -hmm. many um where you sit now uh what are you looking forward to where where does life go for you like what, what what dreams do you have for 2022 and the years beyond uh, if you could close this out with just, you know, where is Blake going to go? Where do you, what do you dream of, buddy? You know, I, I, I started to become a lot more just ambitious and really realizing that, you know, this, there's a lot of crazy things that happen in this life, but it's short. And so I'd love to um, continue on this ambitious path, find someone that wants to live that adventurous, ambitious life with me. I'm super happy as I am single alone, but I know that it could be elevated with that right person. Until then, I'm not going to chase it. I'm not going to think I know what I want. I hope it just falls in my lap. Until then, I'm going to continue to focus on the things I love, and that's um, focusing on uh, wildlife conservation and animals and try to do some good in the world. And hopefully that that karma falls back in my lap with the right person one day, and uh, I can continue to just follow that dream and that passion with them. Well, um, you know, it would be inappropriate if I didn't ask, you know, give us – some ways that people are listening and, and some organizations you're a part of and some things that if they want to, you know, help out with as well, what are those organizations and how can people best support you? Oh, she's okay. Uh, great organizations. I would start off with uh, world animal news, Katie Cleary, who does a really amazing job at wrapping up all the most important uh, animal related news in the world and things that we could do to step up and help out. Aside from that Big Life Foundation where I was out in Kenya working with, uh, with them and really bringing to light uh, all the poaching issues, human-wildlife conflict as it pertains to elephants and the ivory trade and rhino horn, um, care for what, there's, there's so many. If you go to my Instagram and, 
or our Mowgli Moines Fund, where I do support a lot of these organizations, DM me if you really need some, some help and direction, or just see who I'm following. And uh, those are the right organizations to follow. Great, man. Well, thanks for sitting down with us. Thanks for sharing. Are you watching Clayton season? I've watched the first two episodes. I haven't since. I'm trying to, it gives me weird feelings right now. Yeah. Like this last date, someone told me that Clayton went on a, a, you know, a horse date to a country singer date. And that was my one-on-one with Katie. So I'm just like, I don't need to, I don't need yeah. to go back there. You know, I don't need to. Uh, yeah. Take some time. Um, yeah. yeah. The show will be there when you're ready. Uh, yes, exactly. I promise. It's, it never yeah. goes away. It's, it's well, for sure. It's the cockroach that keeps on living. Hey, hey um, that's a good way to put it. Blake. Thank you again um, for joining the Almost Famous podcast. This in-depth episode has been uh, fantastic. We're wishing the best. Our listeners are going to wish sure. you the best. Uh, if you're listening, go out there and support Blake. Tell him you tell him you got his back. And you know, <laughs> you know the best thing about this, Blake. I'll tell you. I'll close it here. Sure. Um, everybody was, you know, Team Ben or Team Team Lauren, and uh, ultimately that wasn't helpful either way. I didn't want no. people to be on my side or not her side and her side, not my side. Um, ultimately we can lift each other both up and say, Hey, we're going to do our best things. And there's a good life in front of you. And, and I wish that for you, man. And, and we all do. I appreciate that, man. I really do because it's been crazy. So take all the support we can get. Let's right back at you. That's right, man. Hey, thanks Blake. Of course. Take care. Blake. Appreciate you, man. Thanks for doing this. Of course, No sweat. Enjoy the rest of your, your trip there. Yeah, give Kobe a hug for me if you don't mind. <laughs> yeah, well, Mr. Queen, too. <laughs> All right, buddy. All right, man. Good. Take care. Later. Follow the Ben and Ashley I Almost Famous podcast on iHeartRadio or subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. Hey, guys, this is Paris Hilton. Trapped in Treatment is back, and this season we're taking on WASP, the worldwide association of specialty programs and schools. They held us in dog cages. They starved us. They beat us. It was trying to brand us. We were going to become the McDonald's of kid treatment. Join my host as they unravel the story of the largest and most shocking organization in the history of the troubled teen industry. Listen to season two of Trapped in Treatment on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Across Generations, where the voices of Black women unite. I'm your host, Tiffany Cross. Tiffany Cross. Join me and be a part of sisterhood, friendship, wisdom, and laughter. We gather a seasoned elder, myself as the middle generation, and a vibrant young soul for engaging intergenerational conversations, prepare to engage or hear perspectives that literally no one else has had. Listen to Across Generations podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. It's like the police knew who he was before they got here. From iHeart Podcasts. The medical school dean at USC was leading a secret double life. He's breathing right now? Yes, he's absolutely breathing. I'm a doctor, actually. A story about money, power, and corruption. When people fall in line, they fall in line. Looking back, I realized, oh, everyone knew. I'm Paul Pringle, an investigative reporter for the LA Times. Listen to Fallen Angels, a story of California corruption, on the iHeart Radio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. Something that makes me crazy is when people say, well, I had this career before, but it was a waste. And that's where the perspective shift comes, that it's not a waste that everything you've done has built you to where you are now. This is She Pivots, the podcast where we explore the inspiring pivots women have made and dig deeper into the personal reasons behind them. 
Join me, Emily Tish sussman every Wednesday on She Pivots. Listen to She Pivots on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.